What up? We just lost him. Talk I about, think. No? What's that? Oh, Justin needs to come back. But anyway, this week, uh, we're going to talk about Sony. We're going to talk about Marvel. We got a secret Star Wars project coming up. And our boy Nova may be back. So stay tuned. What up, YouTube and I? your boy Tebow. Welcome to Lords of the Longbox. I tried to kill that intro, man. I don't think it quite worked out, man. I was trying to do a soft opening, but you know, we're still messing with the stream yard, man. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Lords of the Longbox, episode 138 of the Black Knight Report. We got all kinds of stuff I try to give you guys in the soft opening right there. But first, let me tell you what's up with my cohorts here. My man, Otto from the Grotto, aka the Grand Puba of the Ottoman Empire. That's right. The, Poo the Grand Puba is here tonight. Otto from the Grotto, live and direct. It's Wednesday. Just want you to know, Otto did not pick up any of the new comic books today. So if you've got a new, uh, if you've got a fresh new copy that you want to send me of that uh, Batman book, I'd love to take it because I did not pick <laughs> one up and I know I missed out on it. All right. Also, my cohort, Nemesis Prime, a.k.a. Lord of the Variant Whores. Ooh, I like that. What's going on, everybody? Wednesday night. Happy to be here. We got tons of stuff to talk about. Sony news, Disney news. Spider-Man. What? Was there some Spider-Man news? I, I don't know. You got to be kidding me, right? I didn't hear anything about no Spider-Man. Oh, I must uh, be on but, the wrong show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, once again, Lords of the Long Box is brought to you by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics. Go to the exclusives. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% any off any KRS Comics exclusives. The link is right there in the banner. The show is also brought to you by the geekyswagshop.com. Go to the geekyswagshop.com forward slash products forward slash Lords of the Long Box to get 15% off anything in the Geeky Swag Shop, including these handsome Lords of the Long Box t-shirts. Use a discount code of L-O-T-L-B uh, to get 15% off anything in the Geeky Swag Shop, including these handsome shirts. Uh, we got a ton of news. I also got hey, some major Star Wars news. So uh, before we kick off the Star Wars, let's get you guys a little hype. Oh, yeah, oh, yo, that yeah. is the nice. DJ TiVo original. I made that remix with my man, Dark Side Jedi. That's a little bit of the Imperial March with Sucker MCs by Run DMC. So you know how we do it like that. Hopefully, I won't get a copyright ding. Uh, please, uh, <laughs> John Williams, please don't do that. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. I got some huge news in the world of Star Wars, and it's going to be announced hopefully at D23. But you should know that this is coming. Boom. Yep. So I found out from the Black Knight earlier this week that you dropped news, or maybe in last week that they dropped news, there was going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi series for D20, uh, excuse me, for Disney Plus streaming service. 
We also find out about some other things, but this we found out. I just got this from the Black Knight. Luke Skywalker miniseries is being discussed for Disney+. Plus. There are two ways in which they're talking about how to pursue this. One way would be to have it take place with a different, much younger actor, possibly Sebastian Stan. Right. Remember that mm-hmm. uh, post Return of the Jedi. So we're talking about Luke right after Return of the Jedi. So in between uh, uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, you know, so it's a little bit older, but not quite as old as uh, the version we see right now. Or combine the premise of the pre Force Awakens, Mark Hamill flashing back and forth, talking about that time period. Um, what do you guys feel about that? Uh, I'm all for it. You know, I'd like to get Mark Hamill involved in this because, you know, from my point of view, from a guy that's been here from day one since 1977, I still want more Mark Hamill as Luke. I want the old crotchety Jedi. I want the, what he went through to do all this. I think Sebastian Stan would be a great version of it. So to go back and forth, I think he gets like the best of both worlds. It's like a peanut butter jelly sandwich, man. You get everything on that, you know? (laughs) Also, uh, quickly before I don't interrupt you, but shout out to our friends from Beyond the Blast Doors in the live chat. SWNN broke the Obi-Wan story back in March. Great work by them. Always fun to beat Deadline, EW, etc. Shout out to David. We may have David on when we do an all Star Wars show because there is that other news that are going to drop next that I don't know. Do I have the graphic for it? But uh, let's talk about this. So in conjunction with this, we're talking about how uh, we're hearing that there's going to be a Mara Jade series that they're developing as well. Um, and I know there's the, here's the interesting thing. I'm not telling you guys anything about the actual Star Wars comics uh, for Luke Skywalker. Nobody really cares about that. But there are some interesting first appearances in the world of um, of comics that the EU is part of. And most famously, remember, people were really specking on that. Um, I remember way back in the day when they were going with the, uh, um, excuse me, God, Boba Fett, right? Yeah. First appearance of Boba mm-hmm. Fett's always been hot, but not really some of the other characters. So it's kind of interesting where they go. Cause I know, hold on, let me see if I get the graphic for it. I should have had it ready. I suck. I'm horrible, but this is how we do it on the fly, baby. Uh, if you didn't know, the first appearance of Mara Jade uh, is Star Wars Heir to the Empire. And that is a, let me show you what it looks like. So when you go out looking for this book, it's, it's, it's not super rare, but it's rare enough mm-hmm. to where it's kind of hard to find, man. Uh, and hold on, let me throw the graphic up so you guys see what it got. I, I should have been prepared, but you know, we're live and it's the way we rock it sometimes. So let me clear my throat. Yeah, that's a great Dark Horse book. I mean, yep. uh, it's funny. Yeah. I've actually, I actually got that for Otto. There you First go. First time I went up to the grotto, I gave that to him as yeah. a gift. Yeah, yeah, so here is Star Wars Heir to the Empire's first comic book appearance of J- uh, Mara Jade. And if you don't know, Mara Jade is, I'll let you tell it, Otto. Mara Jade was a very important character. Um, she was the hand to the Emperor uh, as she first came out. But Mara Jade, that's her first comic book appearance. Her first actual appearance came in 1991 with Timothy, Timothy Zahn's uh, uh, story of Heir to the Empire, which was a three-book um, novel uh, trilogy. And that's when she first came out. And that's when you actually had the first appearance of, um, you had the first appearance, oh my God, of General Thrawn, which was just amazing too. So there's another yeah. EU character that they use yes. in mm-hmm. the cartoon. So I mean, um, I, I'll put this, I'm going to put David on blaster because he's a great friend of the show, but he doesn't buy him RJ. So I will <laughs> yeah. tell you this though. Uh, Disney is big on pushing the EU stuff onto uh, Disney Plus uh, because now they have a platform they can do that. If you think about it before, Star Wars only had a platform on the big screen, right? They were mm-hmm. only making movies. So we got trilogies 
at a time. But now with Disney Plus streaming, they can do all kinds of stuff. And so I'm, what we're hearing is they're really big on the EU. So, of course, if you don't know, Mara Jade events, ends up having kids with Luke Skywalker, right? They have twins. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yep. Not saying this has anything to do with episode nine because I don't know anything about episode nine. I only know about this because Star Wars is tight-lipped, very tight-lipped. Uh, but, you know, if Ray is somehow related to Luke, and that's his that's her father and they make a mara jade series then you just got to put two and two together right i'm just not saying it's going to happen but it's possible in the eu luke and mara have twins uh that are very uh, strong force wielders if i'm not correct that's why i'd li love to have david on the show and he can give us all the history on that because it's a very very rich history any more history on this that you guys can break down or is uh we on to the next one no, so we should stick with this because in Hair of the Empire, you had uh, multiple characters from the extended universe. So I wonder if they're going to bring those in. You had Dash Rendar. You had all the other characters. You had the Wookiee Bounty Hunter. So to bring all those characters in. And Timothy Zahn, this became canon. This was three novels that came out four years before she came out in the comic book. So if you can find these books, Hair of the Empire, you know, the they call it the Air, uh, the truth, the empire, yes. Yes. buddy. Yes. Come on I'm now, sorry. I know, I know. Linear. but anyway, yeah, right. So, those My are books that you should definitely go be going after. So, absolutely, very cool books. This is really exciting, and um, uh, also, was they finally posted what their the panels are going to be. So, uh, the Mandalorian is going to be this Friday, and Star Wars 9 is going to be Saturday. Uh, look up the times. Man. I think Star Wars at 10 a.m., and I think uh, Friday, the Mandalorian is about 5 p.m. So, expect trailers to drop for both. Uh, I would definitely for the Mandalorian. You got to think we're going to get some Star Wars Episode Nine footage, right? It's been a while now, and we haven't seen anything. So uh, it would be a nice treat for all the folks mm -hmm. uh, coming to D23, which is this weekend. I'm not going because this is the great boyfriend that I am. It's my girlfriend's birthday. So uh, we'll, oh, be what a guy. What a guy. Oh, we'll be Disney adjacent, actually. We'll be at downtown Disney having dinner. Uh, there's a nice little uh, jazz kitchen that's over there. It's got some good uh, food. So we're going to go over there, peep it out, maybe see the fireworks and stuff. But uh not D23. I've been to D23, I think, two years ago. It is crazy. Yo, it, it is like it's more two, two or four years ago. The last time I was here in Anaheim or four years ago when I saw, I saw Ken Lashley there, actually. Or was that, I get confused with D23 and Star Wars Celebration because I went to both, right? Star Wars Celebration is a huge thing. It's just Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But D23 is crazy because I was trying to find comic book stuff as much as I could, but I, there wasn't really much there, right? It was... It was um, I got a picture of one cosplayer I found that was cosplaying as the Taskmaster. This is like four years ago. I had to take a picture of him. But there was tons of cool like Disney cosplay. Like uh, obviously Frozen was big back then. So we got a bunch of uh, whoever the names of the Frozen chicks are. You know, ask, ask your daughters. I'm pretty sure they know. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge. Uh, what's really interesting is super quiet right now uh, at D23, right? Uh, like we haven't heard anything being talked about on the Marvel mm -hmm. stuff. So let's talk about that now while we can. Um, so if you didn't know, um, Sony and Marvel had a rather large uh, falling out, I guess you could say almost publicly, at least publicly from one side, the Sony side. I talked about it ad nauseum yesterday and more information came out today. Uh, I told the guys about two hours ago, what we're finding out that other sites are now reporting it. Um, so basically where we're at right now is still at an impasse, but there's just way too money, too much money involved for this not to happen for both Sony and Marvel. Um, Sony loses a billion dollar franchise with Kevin Feige's guidance. Supposedly uh, Rothman, the head of Sony Studios said, hey, we got Kevin Feige's playbook. Now we know what to do with the Spider-Man franchise. We don't need Feige anymore. Feige was mm -hmm. pissed off. He goes, well, you know what? Fine. 
Um, what I'm finding out here's here's the interesting part about the uh, Sony Marvel news is the contract of uh, Tom Highland. Everything is so fluid and the information coming out so quickly. I even got it wrong. I originally said that the director John Watts uh, had two pic uh, two pictures left on the deal. No, he doesn't. He was only signed on the first two, and he had an option for the next one. So he's not officially signed on. Same to that is Tom Holland. Tom Holland, uh, back in 2017, he had an interview where he says, well, I'm contracted to show up in six movies, three of those Marvel films and three solo films. So he's already done the three Marvel films, Civil War, Endgame, and Infinity War. He's done two Spider-Man movies. And what they, what the only thing that got wrong on those reports is Tom Holland is not contracted to the sixth movie. It's an option. So basically, they were going to see how uh, well Far From It sounds funny that we say it now, how Far From Home was going to do, because uh, mm -hmm. it killed it, right? It made over a billion dollars. Yeah. But initially in the contract, they say, no, we're going to leave this as an option. So if the film does well, we're give Tom uh, the Tom Holland the option. He could plan to come back and play. And this is when Tom Holland signed this deal when it was brought on to him by Kevin Feige and Marvel and Sony saying, hey, we're going to make Spider-Man movies and they're going to be part of Sony and they're going to be part of the MCU. Tom Holland was not aboard for all this separating of Sony and Marvel. So here's the other kicker. He hasn't agreed yet in principle, at least sign. It's like LeBron James signing a three-year deal, but after the second year, he has an option to leave as a free agent or redo his contract. Tom, Tom Holland is the same thing. Uh -huh. He hasn't really signed the paper yet, at least we're at the line on the contract yet. And here's something else that's interesting is he's not somebody needs a mute. I can hear a bunch of kids in the background. Uh, so um, what I'm hearing is uh, here's what's the interesting part. Tom Holland's Instagram, all these social media guys, they're, you know, they're huge on social media, right? They got millions and millions of people that follow them. Now, you may think it's no big deal because we follow and unfollow people every day. Hell, I follow more people than Tom Holland. Uh, and no offense to anybody, but I keep my follow. I follow 666 people for a reason on Instagram. I just like that number, right? Uh, but Tom Holland recently unfollowed Sony. You may think that's nothing or something or nothing at all, but these guys don't do this unless they're doing something. Everything, they're all, it's all part of networking in Hollywood. If you look at the people Tom Holland follows, it's all like famous Marvel people and people in Hollywood. He unfollowed Sony for some reason. And, you know, that could mean that he's paying the power play. Here's something else that you should uh, put into this factor. And I'm not, I'm allowing you to make your own judgment on what this is, right? Hmm. Why he would unfollow Sony and he still follows Marvel Studios. Know this as well. Tom Holland's mentor in Hollywood is Robert Downey Jr., right? Whatever Absolutely. Robert Downey Jr. is helping him out with these decisions. Now, if you're going to go forward, who would you go forward with, right? Would you go forward with Sony Studios or Disney? Who's owning the entire world? What do you guys think? Do you think this is Tom? Do you think Tom Holland would do another Spider-Man movie and then potentially leave or not do it at all? Or do you think, I mean, do you think, I guess the question is always be, can Sony do it without Kevin Feige? I think it's tough. It's a tough choice. I mean, Tom Holland, like you said, he's, he's had Robert Downey Jr. backing him all this time through all those movies, you know, all the way from homecoming, civil war, homecoming, all the way through the rest of them, you know, so it, it's definitely, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, he's a young kid, a young actor. So really, where is he going to go? I mean, does he really want to stick with Sony? And like you said, who knows what the writing and it's going to be like, or are you going to stick with Robert Downey Jr. And, and Kevin Feige? And we'll see where that lands. You know, as you said, he, you know, he dropped off of uh, their Instagram. Uh, we even talked about in our private chat, we talked about prices as far as the stocks 
you know, we saw that from where it dropped to yeah. kind of flickered up a little bit. You and know, that can past. be, who knows? That could just be regular market conditions, right? I mean, I, mm -hmm. more importantly is the Sony stockholders and, you know, are, are going back to him and say, hey, what are you guys doing? You know, stop messing around. But what I took out of that mainly was that, uh, you know, Rothman at Sony really says, we can do this without you. Now that's debatable, right? Uh, if right. you like the mm -hmm. Raimi movies, excellent. At least very two of them. The third one, so-so. The Andrew Garfield films I is kind of divided. Fandom is a bit divided on it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Otto, I mean, if here's both Sony and Marvel need each other at this point. The, the ending of Spider-Man Far From Home was, I mean, it was so many ties to the MCU in it. And then where do you, I mean, how do you go forward in the MCU without Spider-Man after you tease all this? And then where do you go from Spider-Man if you can't use, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of people watch it because Nick Fury's in it. You know, you yep. had, uh, you had some scrolls and I mean, you had a little bit of everything, right? I mean, how, I mean, how does Sony do this by themselves? It's going to take a lot of good writing and it's going to take a lot of good writing from not just people our age to understand that, but for, even from my daughter's standpoint. So here I am with my 10 year old daughter driving in a car. So shout out to her, Zozo, Zozo, Zarina. She says to me, she goes, does that mean happy and Aunt May break up? How are you going to explain that? Because, <laughs> uh, right? How are you going to explain that to the kids, man? Exactly. I mean, Happy is a Marvel character. Aunt May is probably is Sony, more than likely. And you've yeah. got all those other characters. Now, let's face it. Spider-Man is a standalone character. I get it. But the way they've wrapped it all up, it's too much. You've got to create some great writing, and you've got to convince me that this is what's going to happen after. But it's too much to do. It's a very, very bad move. And very, very bad. Here's what a lot of people don't talk about is, uh, of course, we talk about it because we've been given privy to some information about some Sony projects that are coming up with Marvel. So more specifically, and uh, sorry to Reggie uh, and and the Gibbon and sorry for Scarlet Spider and Spider-Man 2099. Those were things that were in development uh, from Marvel. So here's for TV. So here's how that deal works, right? If Sony wants to put anything on TV, they got to get Marvel's permission because they Sony only owns the rights to the movies to put all the Spider-Man characters in the movies, not the TV show. So all these things are in development. They were going to use go through Marvel and now Marvel's cutting them off. So not only do you want we want this deal to happen to so we get uh, more Spider-Man MCU movies, but we want these uh, kind of one off Spider-Man projects to happen too mm -hmm. and, and what i'm finding out and this one is a black knight exclusive that one of the projects that was going to be picked up um was spider-man and his amazing friends oh, yes yeah marvel wanted to develop a spider-man and his amazing friends live action show featuring spider-man firestar and iceman obviously iceman is a fox property that but now you know sony fox and marvel that was this those would be like the ultimate team of all three and i'm fine and now because this secret now that this relationship is ending, the people who are starting on this are, are telling our source that this project's been killed. It's not going to happen now. Uh, and I think, uh, Otto, what can you tell us about Spider-Man and his amazing friends? We love it. 1981, the highlight. You know what I mean? I was 10 years old at the time. I'm sure there's a lot of people watching this who could relate to this. This cover is actually epic because you've got, this is a John Romita cover. Al, Mil Al Milgram did the inks. And then they got into the story. And this was a classic... Um, homage to one of the uh, episodes that they did and there was characters like video man they had you had the juggernaut this was the first time you had no, Wolverine, dr. Right? strange dr strange the x-men captain america were yeah. all in spider-man's amazing friends yes. mm -hmm. juggernaut and for those who don't know wolverine had some type of weird australian accent in this series 
Yeah. For the longest time, I thought all Canadians had, I think it was Australian or could have been British. At that moment, I thought all Canadians had British accents when I was a kid because right. Wolverine, look it up on YouTube for the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man is a friend with Wolverine in it and he has a British accent. So the longest time I'm reading X-Men comics, Wolverine with an accent. I didn't know Canadians had like an A accent. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? This book, you could find it around that. We'll, let, uh, we'll talk about some prices in a minute, but this is a great book because you can get it now Get it, and it's just a great story. But but it is definitely part of you know Spider Man's history and stuff like that. So especially part of my history as a as a child growing up watching yeah. all these stuff. And I'm just, sure Tim, you would agree, right? Oh, I absolutely love this. This was absolute watch for Saturday mornings, and it was on yeah. a little bit later. I, I can't remember now. Well, it was, it was right around 10 a.m., 10:30 yeah. a.m. Right? Yeah. I would watch Godzilla in the morning. Yeah. I would watch Super Friends, and then boom! I had you know you kids don't even understand what Saturday mornings all about. <laughs> you got a giant salad bowl full of cereal and milk. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? You never right. ate, you never ate cereal in a little bowl. You just got like a giant salad bowl and just dumped like tons of milk and cereal and just sat there. I well, I kind of still sat there all Saturday mornings, <laughs> even as an adult now. But here's the interesting thing, man. This book started getting warm like really warm the last i don't want it's a year or so and justin i know you got the sales data we don't have the graph for it, but talk look at this sales data it's pretty interesting why this random book is up this i would say this expensive okay so wait a second this was a cartoon for you young people i'm, yes, I'm, sorry. I'm, yes. I'm sorry i was born in 1982 I, I don't know i only know spider-man from like the 90s but i guess no, you, say this is a you remember the 90s spider-man cartoon which, oh yeah which no, much no, more no, adult. I'm, I'm now this I'm one that had peter aunt may had a dog and everything yep. i mean this is much more for kids but it was awesome it was like the only thing we really had for marvel right. back then but and then there was well, to interrupt, but there was this one episode where it was like a costume party and everybody was dressed up in all these different characters you had like a mysterio a Doctor Strange. Oh, it was, and rest yeah. in peace, Stan Lee did yes. the openings and outros for this. Absolutely. It is, and that would really introduced me to Stan Lee. Yeah, oh absolutely. man, rest in peace, Stan Lee, yeah. man. If Stan, Lee is, Stan Lee is turning in his grave right now. Literally, I bet. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the but, pricing on this? Yeah, so I mean, you have uh, 9.8. Last sold was for $275. 90-day GPA is going around $238. So On a 9.8. On a 9.8. So See, that's to me, book. that's high for this book. That really literally means nothing right now. First appearance of Firestar. That's it. Yeah. Is really it all is. But that's what it is. I mean, it was last sold in July. So someone wanted to pick this up in a 9-8 because they heard the rumors. <laughs> Probably the Black uh, Knight. Probably. But I mean, here, and of course, and we talk about this every week, there's always a drop-off. 9.6 last sold, $80. Really? 90-day GPA is the same thing. So you're talking a $200 difference for a grade. For one grade down because it's wow. a modern it's a modern it's a book modern that's book. why yeah. man you got to be careful kids on, you know this is even though this is borderline like hopper age i mean it's still relatively yeah. new so no, i mean I, I it's a great book i have a copy of this anytime oh, i, I see it I'll, I'll snatch it up yeah yeah i would just buy this in a nine eight guys if you're if you're gonna pick this up it, it's definitely an amazing book to have just in the collection being it that you know it was a cartoon series so, so anything uh, that comes from that i mean I have like a Batman animated series, you know, number one in a nine eight because hey, I mean, I grew up watching that. It's great to have that first issue in a nine eight. Well, now, now we know the buy the pricing on it. Black Knight just sent me a message saying we've known about amazing Spider Spider Man as amazing friend since last year. He broke it on his secret Illuminati Facebook group, and they started buying him up. Okay, that oh, makes so they've sense. been going up and up. The cable yeah. cabal is real. That's all I'm saying, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So unfortunately, that's not. So this is more reason why we want this deal. Uh, to happen you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. um uh let me go on to the next one and this is something that uh, we actually reported on um and this is pretty big news um so you know how um 
Netflix Defender series, uh, all the Netflix characters ended with a Defenders event, right? And we mm -hmm. know the MCU ends with a giant event. Well, we're finding out from our guy, the Black Knight, that the Hulu series is going to end in an event as well. And that event is Marvel Zombies. So Marvel Zombies, we reported this that, uh, I don't know, like two months ago. Remember on the Black Knight report, yeah. said, hey, they're uh -huh. talking about Marvel Zombies. And we're finding out that as it currently stands right now, the end game for Spirits of Vengeance is Marvel Zombies on Hulu. Don't have any idea on how it's going to be brought in or integrated, but that is pretty cool. Uh, what do you know about the Marvel Zombies? You know, it's we could talk about this for a little length, but this came out in 2003. It was Ultimate Fantastic Four 21, and that's where Reed Richards discovers a zombie verse, and then um, while exploring the other dimensions, and then from there, you've got all the different characters. There's so many different cover homages to it. It's just one of those books that's just out there. The that's all I got to say about it. We've talked about this before, so yeah, yeah this, is a, spec, this is a spec book that we talked about already, and so I'm curious is. Well, last we talked about, I want to see what the prices of. I purposely put up this old graphic. And this is the prices that we originally uh, reported on. What kind of pricing have you found recently, Justin, when you did some research on this? Yeah, unfortunately, they haven't moved anything. Uh, there Perfect. has not been any. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares for this book. But no, I there there hasn't been any you know raw sales are exactly where they've been. But as far as GPA and a CGC sale, there's nothing new to report. Which is odd because you know we're telling you guys about these books, so you should be out there getting them. Because what's what cracks me up is the Greg Land variant. You know how Greg Land is known for um, uh, tracing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he did this on purpose, but he purposely made uh, Reed Richards look like the version of the first fan, first two Fantastic Four films. Yeah. I always find that pretty funny how he based on that character or not. And if you don't know that cover, so that's six one six Reed Richards, and that's Ultimate Reed Richards on yeah. the left. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, um. Uh, ultimate reed richards accidentally opens up this portal and that's how the marvel zombies come in marvel zombies just is launching another series so this leads you more to the to the spec on this that the marvel likes to come out with books to make things exciting and things of that nature here's something that i'm um i'm, I'm a bit skeptical on reporting um the, but uh back to the spider-man sony stuff um Word is that um, I don't even want to say this. People are going to get pissed off, but <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just telling you what I've been told, man, that um, if Sony and Marvel don't work out a deal, Ike Perlmutter wants to start uh, making the Spider-Man comic titles smaller. I mean, smaller, I'm meaning less Spider-Man books. And before you go into the live chat and tear us all a new one, let me just tell you about one guy, Wolverine. Remember, he was dead for a good two years. And remember how Marvel kind of stomped down X-Men books? And then next thing you know, hey, Disney bought Fox. Hey, look at Jonathan Hickman doing these House of X and Powers of Ten. And now nobody remembers all the X-Men books that were kind of put off to the side and forgotten about. And now it's being rebooted. So... It could be a, a uh, kind of a casualty of this Sony Marvel pissing battle. If it doesn't get done, that we may get less X-Men comics. Uh, you know, you won't, you know, you, what is there, like four titles right now for Spider-Man? You know, um, so, you know, and it behooves Sony to get a deal. I know there's been reports said people are taking sides. And, you know, I think us as fans, we just want a deal done because we want to see good Spider-Man movies. You want to see Spider-Man in the MCU. We want to see MCU mm -hmm. and Spider-Man movies. You want to see... More importantly, these TV projects that Sony was working on with Marvel and Marvel won't do them if they don't get this deal done. Um, so it's a it's the classic power play in Hollywood that we're not privy to that. Sometimes you will find out about it after the fact. But 
There's a lot of moving parts in this, and I, I just hoping things get done, man. Just for us as fanboys, I think it'd be great. You know what I mean? Um, so let's go on to uh, let me see where we're at, boys and girls. Sorry, uh, I'm trying to wing this. So let's go back to another book that we specced on. Sorry, I was getting a message from the Black Knight, so I, I like to give you. Uh, mm, and uh, you're not gonna like that. The plan is yeah. the plan is <laughs> the plan is to replace Peter Parker in the comics for a while with the new Spidey until they work this out. So, uh, uh, you know, you can talk about uh, you know Miles Morales or another Spider-Man or whomever. Peter Parker could die again. Wolverine famously died for a good two years, uh, so they could probably try doing that again. So it's uh, it's it's all fluid right now, man. There's a lot of things. A lot of things are being uh, moved around. A lot of things are being talked about. Uh, they do like uh, they do like Spider Gwen, so Ghost Spider uh, would be the what they're going through. And guess what just came out? Ghost Spider number one, and that book is blowing up. There's that one variant that's coming that sold out in like what ten minutes? What did you say, Justin? The, oh the yeah, the, the uh, Shannon Shannon Mayer one from Comic Mint and a couple other places had it exclusive. Yeah, that thing was done in ten to fifteen minutes. The Virgin ten to fifteen minutes. It's a gorgeous really? variant. It's a yeah. gorgeous variant. So I had to. Uh, I found it on uh, eBay and I had to pay like above retail because I think the set was what's hot is not the regular variant. It's the virgin variant. The virgin mm -hmm. variant is you can't find that thing anywhere, man. If you can buy it for resale, they're selling sets on eBay for like a hundred bucks. Uh, apparently nobody no wants the regular version with the, the trade dress logo. So <laughs> I had to buy both in order to get it. I made a deal. So it's how small the world is, man. So I made a bid on eBay and then the guy, uh, buddy hit me on my Instagram. He's like, hey, man, is, is this you? I said, yeah, that's me. And then we made a deal on Instagram. So he saved money on fees. I saved a little money paying friends and family. It all worked out, man. That's how that's how that's that's good. Comic book commerce is like uh, what I like to say. Um, here's something that we've been specking on. This book recently just got a pop because of something that was said in an interview. And remember, the Lord's been talking about this for a minute now. Nova number one took off like a rocket when the Bruso brothers were messing around in Twitter, Twitter Q&A and they were saying, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Nova was fighting in the end game. And then they walked, walked that <laughs> comment back later when probably Kevin Feige sent him a text that shut up because uh, we know the Russos don't ever lie when they're talking in interviews. Uh, wink, wink, end game. Uh, so remember that you know, when they told you, oh, our title, the title of this movie has never been said in one of our films before. So remember that. So um, this book got play a lot. So here's what we're finding on this is early development. According to an insider, Marvel Studios is setting up a meeting with a 20 something actor who appeared in Christopher Nolan movie. So I'll narrow that down to audition for Richard Ryder, otherwise known as Nova, the human rocket. When asked for the name, the source refused to spill, saying doing so wasn't his style. So we got a young actor who appeared in a Christopher Nolan film. So start trying to figure out who that is. And they want him to play Nova. What do you got on Nova? I think we talked about this yes. a ton of times. This is a classic book by classic creators. Give it to me, Otto. Yeah, you're looking at 19, uh, 1976, Nova number one, Marv Wolfman. Um, John Buscema came it out. We're only looking at 25 issues. This book has been creeping up left and right. If you see it, it shows buy it up because other people are buying them. It's just been, like I said, creeping up in price. And it's just a book that, you know, you could tell that it's like, you know, um, 
Xandar was destroyed, right? We know Xandar was mm -hmm. destroyed. So that's what they're talking about. And then there's one character left, and that's going to be this. And they're going to keep it in the fluidity of the storyline. So I believe yeah, Nova, Nova's coming. So yeah, Nova's we coming. already know that Xandar was destroyed in the uh, Infinity War, yep. right? Uh, Thanos took it out. So the story is, let's bring Nova as the original uh, back. And I would love, this is my spec now. It makes sense to me that they run the Nova Annihilation story of it. So that's a different issue, actually. That's Nova Annihilation number one. That's when Nova becomes Supernova Prime when he gets the when he gets the full power of the Nova Force and he melds with World Mind. Remember, World Mind is kind of like a kit that talks to him, right? It's like a helmet that mm -hmm. talks to him. Very Iron Man-esque when he has uh whomever talking to him, Pepper Potts or whoever the hell was in his voice. Friday, I think was the last version that talked to him inside of his head. Yep. So that would make sense, right? Have that um that's why I'm specking on that book as well. And I had to find out, damn, when does he become it? So it's Annihilation Nova number one. It was like a it was like a four issue or six issue miniseries. And this was right before the Nova number one came out from Abnet. So this is like the little miniseries, but this is where he becomes Supernova Prime, where he has all the power and he has a world mind kind of talking to him in his helmet. Um, so what kind of sales data we got? Let's uh, I'm gonna put the sales data up that we had when we originally broke the story. You tell me if it's changed at all, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. So of course this book got hot real quick this past week. I mean, I was looking on, there was 20 copies sold between 9.0s and 9.8s from Monday to now. So it's unbelievable. But as you could see, uh, this this is what we reported on, what was it, a couple weeks ago, back yeah. in July. Uh, right now, 9.6s, they were at 500 to 600 bucks. Right now, they're going for anywhere between 550 to $650. So they have done a little bit of an increase, but there's actually a little, the traction is definitely on the upward. And then as well as the 9.8, 9.8, the last sold at that time was $1,500, but there was no GPAs. Now the 9.8s are going for $1,250. It's a little bit of a drop, but the GPA is starting to trickle. So we've seen a lot of sales in the past month as well. So it's definitely got, and they're both on the upward steam, 9.2s, 9.4s. They are all going up, guys. So right. uh, I just picked up some copies from uh, our man, Very Gary Comics. Thank you, Very Gary, for uh, some two Nova number ones. Yeah, undercover is so quick, didn't even see you coming. <laughs> hey, it happens, man. Damn, you it guys happens. are uh, cannibalizing on each other. On each other, man. That's it. It's all right. I, I, moved, too, I moved too slow. But uh, hey, look. Uh, Tim, show give me the screen real quick so I can show off these two bad boys. Oh, right. here we go. I think you just do. Uh, hold on, let me remove all the banners. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, we can do this. Let me go to this. Let me. Which one do I have selected? Man, sorry, Streamyard. There we go. Right just from sure, Gary. Gary, you just got to share your screen. Uh, look at those. Oh, here you go. Yeah, there we go. So, yep. Two copies, Nova number one, beautiful white pages, 9.2, 9.4. And I probably have a couple other ones in my uh, collection. So this is my hoard book until they officially announce him. So good stuff, guys. This is the spec book right now. And uh, I'm going to be buying them up as much as possible when I can find them. Nice, nice, nice books. There you go. It's all Sorry. about the art of the deal. It's all about know, the art of the Sorry. deal. Uh, you just, you, you just, uh, just you another book I missed out on. So, you know, <laughs> story of my life. There we go. Uh, you know what? And make sure you guys don't tune away yet. Oh, did we lose auto? Hold on. Let me add you. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't forget you. Uh, we hit a thousand subs. So thank you all for sticking with us since I went back. The channel went back on August 6th. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to over a thousand subscribers. So uh, as I promised on Instagram, I'm going to show you guys the books. 
Uh, let me see. Oh, we got one more thing, man. I'm going to talk about this while I upload the pictures, actually. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't think I have a graphic for it, so we're just going to show you beautiful uh, uh, Luke and Sebastian Stan for a minute. But uh, <laughs> being, uh, the idea is tossed around in Marvel Studios right now is that mutants were being held at Project Pegasus, which was in Captain Marvel number one, uh, recently featured in Captain Marvel number one, one of them being Weapon X. Whether it's still valid after Doctor Strange 2 remains a... Uh, mystery though they don't know but weapon x is a great great character so if you don't have that go out and get it um but this is all stuff that's fluid i mean nothing more can we say things are subject to change than the news that dropped with spider-man and uh sony right um mm -hmm. uh, why don't you guys uh hold on one second and i'm going to talk about this and then while i upload these pictures so people can see the book so um, here's a, here's a kind of a, a ancillary thing where Warner Brothers is trying to get in on the action. Warner Brothers is hoping that the Matrix Four will keep Keanu Reeves away uh, from MCU for scheduling reasons. What do you guys think about that? You guys heard about the Matrix Four news, yes, right? right? Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Some things just don't die, and it's you know if they're going to do that, and you know Matrix One was great. I thought two and three kind of drew out a little bit, and. To think that Zion was like this automated, like the center of the earth, uh, like community and stuff like that. I thought they were just a bunch of dudes living in a cave that had a rocket ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just dance and have a dance yeah, party. Exactly. Concert. You know, that's what Zion is. You know, <laughs> but I'll tell you, Mr. Smith is one of my favorite villains of all time. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I think Kate Kate Blanchett, am I saying that right? That was her, right? She was good at the time. Um, and Morpheus was a great character too. So, you know, great characters. I don't necessarily think they need to bring it back. I think three is enough. I don't know what else they can change about it, but you know, if that's what you're trying to do with, with Reeves, you know, it's, it's a revitalization of Keanu Reeves. That's what we're yeah, going it's, through right It's going to almost so. be like a reboot. I mean, yeah, it's definitely being made for four, but yeah. it, it's, I mean, at this point, where are you going to go? Where, how are you right. going to expand that storyline? I mean, most of the people, most of the younger guys don't even probably never even seen the Matrix. Right. You know, I would have so. taken a red pill. Let's get that straight. I would have definitely taken a red pill straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Matrix is never meant to be a trilogy. That's why it's, they just kind of made stuff up as they went along. And the story was so weird, right? You had the architect kind of telling you these stories oh, mm -hmm. uh, for like, I, I, for, I don't know why, to be honest with you. Uh, it was awful. Um, and that's why I, I remember walking out of theater and go, man, I feel stupid. I didn't understand what the, 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 the architect just explained to him. Uh, right. and it was basically saying that, uh, he was part of the matrix and it rebooted itself every few years or yep. so. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? So, um, let me, uh, here show you guys. Uh, I don't know if I have time to do this, but, um, so for, for the thousand subs, uh, we're going to do a quick giveaway contest. Um, the key master yeah who just said the key master the key master was unbelievable those great fight scenes and stuff like that i get it but you know so uh we're gonna give away this beautiful silver war let me uh go full screen so you guys can see it and if you want i posted these on instagram um so you guys can see them this is a silver war number five uh, 9.8 Mark Miller story, Stephen Niven art, the death of Jekyll Lannan and Jester, Punisher appearance, gorgeous variant right here. Uh, white pages, a 9.8 came out in 2006. The winner will get this as well as these. If you're a spawn fan, I got some great spawn books right here. So this is spawn 285. Look at that variant. Gorgeous. 
JLS Comics wants to give you away your mic stand. <laughs> 284. Why? What's wrong with my mic stand? That's so good. 293. Uh, look at that. 286. This is classic. This is a McFarlane cover. Look at that. Nice. And this one, I think this is Delato too. I forgot what. No, I think this is another variant of that other one over there. So you get those, as well as this astonishing X Men number four. This is a variant as well for you Gambit fans out there. Also, here you go, Justin. Superman number one by Bendis. Look at that gnarly cover. Also, Superman number one variant cover. That one's gorgeous. I do believe that's Adam Hughes, right? Mm-hmm. Variant horror. Tell me. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and then that, that, that astonishing X Men number one that was exclusive to someone. That it's an Adi Granava one. So that is a store. Yeah, and this is super cool, man. You don't see many of these. Uh, this is. You see that? Nice. Chromium Ghost Rider. That's a Gem Mint 10.0, by the way. Um, so this is a 1995 Flare 95 Ghost Rider Marvel Annual Chromium Gem Mint 10. This is the number six in the series. See that? Oh, shiny, shiny. <laughs> this is a 10.0. The winner will get all of these. Uh, and here's how you enter into the contest. And we're going to try to do these once a week, but this is big since we hit over a thousand subs. All you need to do is leave a comment after the video post. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel because I will check that you are subscribed and leave a comment. L, um, hashtag L-O-T-L-B-1000. Okay, so subscribe. Like the video if you can. <laughs> subscribe. Uh, leave a comment of hashtag L-O-T-L-B and the number 1000. Lords of the Long Box 1000. And then we'll give it a couple of weeks and we'll do a drawing and the winner gets all those goodies. And we're, depending on uh, Otto and Justin, we may throw in some other stuff for the second and third place winner. What do you guys think about that? Absolutely. I got a couple of X-Men books that I could throw in. So, But do we want to give a big, big shout out again one more time to KP Henderson from Instagram yes. who donated all those books. KP Henderson is a true IG comic lord. He's a great guy. Whenever he's selling something, you know it's trusted. Uh, he's got a banging collection. He's just a great guy. So shout out again, you man. So make sure you shut, uh, uh, sub or follow KP Henderson on Instagram. That's at KP Henderson. He has one of the dopest collections in uh, on all of Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. And if you follow, if you ever post that uh, his Namor shrine, that's incredible. You know what I'm talking about? Have you oh, seen yeah, the, the Ghost Rider one? The Ghost Rider. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Who do you think made those for me? Yeah. <laughs> KP Henderson made those things up for me. Who do you think made this yeah. for me? See this Lords of Long Box right here? KP Henderson made that for me. Yeah, so he, made, he made this. He made those up there. That's all KP Henderson all day long. Great cat, man. That's he even sent me a message. He's like, to uh, do all this stuff for me. You know, I just want to support the Lord's channel. You know, he even showed like uh, one of his first posts he tagged me on like five years ago on Instagram because I sent him a message. Hey, man, you got to put hashtags in there. More people will follow you, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> then he blew up. So when, uh, once uh, once you guys get your last thoughts in a row here, and I'm going to just say what's up to everybody in the live chat. Uh, yes, Richie Taylor, you can use an alt account as well, long as both accounts are subbed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> More the merrier. Uh, what's up, the JLS Comics for holding it down? Uh, are those or his dad's? No, man, that's not Ditko Comics, whatever. Our, uh, anyway, shout out to Chris Barrett, 9MF Comics, Gorilla Grodd. What's going on, Gorilla Grodd? Uh, Nine Inch Squares. That's a new one. Hey, Johnny Dakota, man from Beantown. Halia, mahalos, brah. I would imagine you're from Hawaii. I always say mahalos and aloha to you. Um, 
Mikey6526 says, what's up, TiVo, Auto, and Nemesis? Nobody can ever spell Nemesis' name right. Uh, so just shout out to everybody who joined and sub up the channel. Uh, remember, the contest uh, is um, sub up the channel, this channel. And if you're kindly, you can sub up Three Men in a Basement as well. That would be a nice thing to do, right? Absolutely. Yep, there we go. Sub it up too. We just hit, we just hit 700, which was a big mark for us. So thank you very much for all those guys who subbed up to uh, three minute basement for seven hundred. Congratulations, guys! Seven hundred. Yes, thank we're you. on our way to a thousand. And this Sunday night, we're doing a live show uh, between eight and nine o'clock Eastern time to be determined. So watch out for that on the three minute basement channel. We're gonna have a special guest, a guy who hasn't been on IG or on YouTube for a while, but talked to me today. He said he's gonna come on. So we've got a special guest. Uh, we are gonna do our drawing for the seven hundred sub giveaway. Auto. And comment in the video there so people can see what your channel is and that's the easiest yes. way to sum up somebody you just click on their name and go right to their channel yep, absolutely in there and boom yeah no so we're gonna do that and then i'll let justin follow up with the rest of it yeah so uh i have an upcoming variant hall video probably dropping this weekend i've got like three weeks worth of variant books uh and then of course the three men in the basement comic swap that is coming up september 21st uh, if you guys are interested in coming up to the Connecticut area, please either contact myself, Otto, Roger, anybody who is part of the Three Men in the Basement. We are definitely looking for some great vendors, you know, just to bring some stuff. We had, what we had, 30 to 40 people last time. At, yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, this time it's going to be at a brewery. So uh, it's going to be in the afternoon. So you'll be drinking, unlike last time it was early morning <laughs> breakfast. So right. guys, definitely check out that. That'll be coming in mid-September. So Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, tell us, tell them more about that auto the, the, uh, tell them what happened last year. What yeah. So what we did was, so the swap is for guys like just regular collectors who don't want to put stuff on Instagram, well, not Instagram because they're no pay no fees, but huh. if you got books and you got things that you want to trade, buy and sell, come to our swap because I've got a few dealers. I've got a couple, you know, there's a bunch of guys just like us who have a lot of books that don't want to put the stuff on eBay and pay all the fees. And you know what? It's great to put all these faces, all these names to faces, especially because we have such a great community on Instagram and on YouTube and it just brings everybody together. And you know what? You spend five hours chopping it up about comic books um, and all that stuff about a show that you went to, maybe well, meet a new face. Instagram and YouTube, because uh, there was a lot of people there. Yeah, there was. We had over 50. We, we had, yeah, we had over 50 people and it's only getting bigger. And that was only six months ago. So um, shout out to everybody who went to Terrific Con. We, over, we had over 15 people rocking the Three Men in the Basement t-shirts. That was really great. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun to grow the channel and especially being with the Lords of the Long Box. This is just a fantastic ride, you guys. So I appreciate you guys jumping along with us because this is a lot of fun. And if you guys haven't uh, found out, uh, so, hey, I just got this breaking right now. So Saturday, uh, this Saturday at D23, the Marvel Comics uh, 50th anniversary panel is at 530. So uh, <laughs> still nothing about the Marvel TV and stuff. So definitely uh, it's going to be separate. You're going to have two presentations, one by Kevin Feige for um, Disney Plus, And then you're going to have um, Jeff Loeb doing the Hulu presentation. So, oof. Let's go supernatural. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of books waiting for that. You want the monster books, man. Yeah. If you haven't checked out the uh, auto and uh, Nemesis Prime, they are on uh, Tony Sanders show. Great YouTube channel. Uh, great YouTuber. Check him out. He's got a show called What's Your Grail? Auto and Prime showed off their banging ass books. And your boy TiVo and Dark Side Jedi are going to slope up in there and show off our books. <laughs> you know, I've been collecting for a few years. Yeah, is there going to be Shang-Chi there, TiVo? You're going to show off one of your Shang-Chi's? 
I good chance I'm gonna show off Shang Chi and Doctor Strange. You there know? you go, love uh, it, love it. And Silver Surfer. Uh, I can already tell you what my grail is. I don't have, so that's a good leading indicator right there. And it's not what you think. Uh, it's not Amazing Fantasy 15, although that's like a, a holy grail. I right. separate two of them. I, I separate holy grails and personal grails. Right now, let's just talk about this real quick because I was talking to our silk screener, the guy who does all our shirts. Shout out to the Greeno. Um, with this Sony news, does AF15 go down in price? Oh, no, does, no, right? It stays no, the same. No. I mean, Spider Man books aren't going to go down in value over this, they're going to say the same. I wonder what people in the live chat are going to say, but I don't think it's going to go down in price. That price, that book is going to stay where it's at. No, it might affect some other books, but that's a blue chipper, regardless. I mean, it's not like um, uh, X Men or Avengers was a pretty mm -hmm. You know, uh, price affordable book in a three point five before you know Marvel bought. Uh, even Avengers now is a bit cheaper, but you know it doesn't really feature that many first appearances. Where X Men is like a you know bunch of first appearances, right? But you still got the blue chippers like uh, Amazing Fantasy, FF One, FF One. Remember that used to be somewhat affordable in a three. Mm -hmm. Yep, forget not it. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. for me. Not for me. Uh, Maybe for other people, <laughs> but not for this guy. Silver Surfer. That book is damn near uh, unaffordable now. Yep. Unaffordable, unaffordable, unaffordable. It's expensive. Damn it. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's an expensive book. FF1, first Silver Surfer, obviously. When all these uh, Fox came back to Marvel, Disney, man, they all they all blew up. Silver Surfer I had in a 7.0, and I think I got it for like 400 bucks. I think it's like 3,000 now. Dude, that's that's those are the yep. big books, you know. You can't go, you know, right there. Richie Taylor said it. That's the that's the that's the Silver Surfer trilogy right there. FF 48, 49, 50 yep. used to be the cheap one, and that book is jumping up now. 49 is getting priced out now. So first, yes, price mm -hmm. 49 is becoming out of control. I just I was very lucky to trade for my three to get a five and a half to match my 48. I so, something. He says Captain America number one. Here's the thing about uh, Marvel Golden Age. Super, super expensive because there's not many of them, right? Right. He has a ton of Golden Age books to choose from, with tons of different characters. But man, you're talking Namor, Captain America, and the Human Torch, right? Uh, you're talking Marvel Comics number one. Man, those are the ultimate grails for any collector, not just Marvel, right? In that realm, if you got to think about Golden Age, because Marvel killed it in the Bronze Age, not so much the Silver Age. The Silver Age is the Golden Age and Silver Age of comics totally belongs to DC because they've been. They created a lot of stuff. But then Marvel really kind of get their footing right around the Bronze Age. Right now is the renaissance of the Bronze Age for Marvel. Uh, it really is. Mm -hmm. Pick one. Nova. Hello. Yep. I mean, when Netflix came out, it was the uh, defense. It was uh, Luke Cage. That book got a pop, right? Daredevil yep. still hot, but that's Silver Age. Right. But remember uh, our, our friend Finn Jones, uh, who killed Iron Fist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you killed it. Everybody heard oh, what you were I saying really about him. You ruined that guy's career, Tim. I kind of got excited when I heard that uh, Black Knight told us that the uh, Netflix heroes are coming to FX. And I was like, yeah, I was like, new cast. And he goes, no, they're using the same cast. I was like, ah, no, yes, for Charlie Cox and Daredevil. But mm, maybe can we just replace Finn Jones as I mean, look at if you guys have watched uh, Woo Assassins or Into the Bandlands or Warrior. Those are three great examples of what good martial arts shows should be on streaming and TV. Those shows kick ass. No, agreed. You say that about Iron Fist. No, I can't say it, but that's you okay. You cannot, because Finn Jones didn't want to put in the work to be, get the choreography to kick some butt. That's all I got to say. Yeah, who that comics? What's up, man? Will Assassins is great. The story's a little wonky, but uh, our man from The Raid is in it. Equal, uh, Iko Iwas, I can never say his name. And actually, Louis Tan is in it. Louis Tan was also in Iron Fist, and he's in it. And they, everybody kicks ass. 
they a lot of them are real martial artists. So Iko Iwas, the guy from the raid, Louis Tan, obviously, is real martial arts. The blonde girl in Wu Assassins is a black belt in karate. Hmm. That's how bad. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It's on uh, what's it on? Some streaming service. I forgot what it is. It's one of them. Um, Amazon Prime? No, it's on Netflix. Blue Assassins is on Netflix. Uh, but they uh, they got something else that's coming up on Amazon Prime. They got a lot of man. Once Disney Plus comes onto the scene, the streaming world is just going to be forever changed. I don't know if we we'll ever watch regular TV again. Right now, Tim, what are we talking about? If you got Hulu, you can get that as an extension, right? Is that what the what we're hearing? You Hulu, you can add it on Disney Plus. Yep. Uh, there was an article that came out that showed all the platforms is going to come on, and surprisingly, yep. uh, the Amazon Fire Stick wasn't on there. But it's so early that I'm pretty sure they'll eventually work out a deal where they're like, "All right, we'll add it on." A lot of right. times, your TV now is things that you could add on. So I, I yeah. know it's uh, compatible with Android. So all the Android TVs, like my TV, I have a Samsung, like all these things, Netflix, Hulu, I can just install as an app on my on my TV and just bypass my PS4 or whatever. Oh my God, I do want to talk about this before we go. Guys, so if you're a fan of Daredevil, if you're a fan of Luke Cage, when that goes away from Netflix, it's off Netflix. How are you? How are people going to watch it? I got to go out and I've got to get season one, two, and three on Daredevil on DVD, believe it or not. So once that goes away from Netflix, Tim, where do you think it's going to go? You got two years, so if you, you got don't two watch, years, yeah, so that's all your fault, Otto. So whenever the last episode drop was last year, you have two years from that point. That's when the, uh, right. the rights, uh, Marvel can use the rights again, and that's when they're going to come over to FX. So I, I think it's a perfect match for FX. So yeah. that's all we got. Any last words, Otto? That's it. I've got a lot to say. We've got a lot of things going on. Lords of the Long Box, Three Men in the Basement. Great news. Thanks to everybody that showed up tonight. We had over 110 people watching. It's just been a great Wednesday night. Thank you very much for joining us. Nemesis Prime. Nothing. Like you said, thanks everybody for checking us out on Wednesday nights. Got well over 100 people watching. So I got nothing for the rest of the night. Go ahead, Tim. I may be back. I have a second half of my comic call. And I'm going to sign you guys off with a little music. So as I always like to say, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Thought we were done? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>